Hey everybody, I'm Heather and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Thanks for joining me today. Today's episode is called Expectation is What Yields Outcomes. So the reason behind this was actually my own personal little experience the other night that just got me thinking, boy, whatever it is that we expect comes to be. So let's get into this today, guys. I'm really excited. So I don't know about you guys, but for me, I want to win big at everything I do. <laughs> I'm just competitive in nature. It's just something that I've always aspired for. No matter what I'm doing, it's just <laughs> who doesn't want to win and end up first or, you know, just do your own personal best even. Just I'm very competitive in that way, but I have really decided that if you expect it, it will happen. It's just if you want to win, then expect to win. And the thing that really sort of sealed this for me recently was just the other night. Um, so I think I've told you guys all this before, but I'm a type one diabetic. And what that means is that I will, for the rest of my life, require insulin to survive. Um, it has nothing to do with my diet, my exercise. I can't get out of this one. <laughs> it's an autoimmune disorder. Um, so anyway, long story short, it it means that I have to give myself a long acting insulin every evening. What it basically means is it's like um, giving yourself some that can, is just like in your system. It has nothing to do with your meal times, but just like in there. Anyway, it has to be given in a different location than the mealtime insulin that I take. So um, I can't just inject in my stomach, which is an area that's grown very accustomed to these shots several times a day. I have to do it either in my arms or in my thighs. Well, the least painful place to give yourself one of these shots is like the fattiest area. And um, especially because as of recently, I've been losing some pounds. It's summertime and I've been doing some keto and just because it is um, easier for me with controlling my carbs that way. Um, anyway, I always have done my legs because it just happens to be having more fat than my arms. So that was like the area of my body I had chose to give myself the shot in. But every time, and now this has been ongoing since, what was it, 2007 maybe, or 2008, that I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, which is a weird thing too. It's usually a childhood onset. Anyhow, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> so, but I, going along with this, so it was painful from the very first shot. And a funny little story about my endocrinologist, I'll never forget this, um, now, when you're a type 1 who hasn't been diagnosed yet, you are likely very underweight, or at least this was my experience. I had ruled out that I had diabetes, even though every symptom under the sun looked like diabetes, but this is another lesson, y'all, in like making sure you're seeing your doctor and letting them make the decision, because even if you are very well versed and smart and educated and it doesn't matter how much you think you know what your doctor is going to say, how things are going to go. Um, it's important to hear what your doctor has to say about things and not delay it because the delay can mean the difference between life and death. And as a matter of fact, when I first got diagnosed, they told me I should have been dead or in a coma. My numbers were horrible because I put it off for so long. So, um, 
lesson to anybody who's putting off getting a lump bump um, anything looked at it's better to just know what you're dealing with and not go into it with an expectation that you already know what they're gonna say and what it's gonna be because you just never know so better to know and work from a space of you know knowledge than that blind actually your mind can create a far worse scenario and have this underlying stress because you're thinking it's something so much worse than what it actually is so just get in and get it checked out so I went on a little side note there but um to get back to my story, when I got diagnosed, I had let so much, I had waited so long to get into the doctor and let so much time pass. I mean, size zeros were falling off my body. And I'm a, a naturally slender person to begin with, but like size zeros were falling off. You can imagine what I look like. I mean, it was pretty bad. And um, so when I had to get this injection for the first time when I was in the doctor's office that we had finally diagnosed it and he was trying to show me what I was going to have to do every day for the rest of my life <laughs> he takes out this needle and oh my gosh it was probably like two and a half inches long if I can remember correctly it was this huge needle but he wanted to demonstrate to me just how painless this experience was going to be it's not going to hurt one bit here I'll show you whap right into my thigh and I if I tell you like I hit the ceiling it's an underestimation like it I just I think my body my soul left my actual physical body I was like oh my god so when there's just an FYI to anybody out there when there is zero body fat which is probably never the occurrence in most people but in this case at in that point in time in my life I don't I think I had an ounce of fat on my body so that thing probably went right into my muscle I don't even know hit every nerve or whatever I also had some damage done to one of my thighs when I was a child and as a consequence I do have like it's almost like my nerves have like reclustered in a certain area so if I hit this one spot oh my gosh it's terrible and then there's a whole other area that's completely numb but, you know, he blindly, without knowing any of these history things, just slammed that big old needle into me as far as you can imagine. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not doing this for the rest of my life. <laughs> it was so bad. But I have painstakingly had to give myself that shot every day since 2007 or 2008. And I've experienced pain pretty much every time. I've had a few blessings of times where I didn't experience it. And beyond that, like every single time it's painful it's not that painful but it's very painful and um I don't know why that is and then for me the ones in my stomach never hurt um and I don't look like I I mean I probably look like I have more fat on my thighs than fat in my stomach at the current time so I, I don't even know what it is whether it's nerve related or mental or what but I'm gonna tell you I'm starting to think it's mental because of that experience that I had at the doctor's office all those years ago because First, at one point, I thought it was the medication that was causing. I had these huge swellings and lumps I was getting, and it was itchy. And we did have to tweak my medications a little bit, and it does seem better. But the shot itself, the needle going in. Now, mind you, remember I said it was like, what, this huge two-plus-inch needle. Now, this thing that I now use are for infants. They're called nano needles, I think, something like that, or micro, or na I think they're nano. Itsy-bitsy, tiny, little, thinnest little um like circumference or whatever that you can get the idiest bittiest little prick and still to this day pain like a lot of pain 
And um, I have learned how to swallow it and sort of hide it from my kids, hide it from my husband, try to put on the brave face. But literally, I've had tears streaking down my face before because it really does hurt me that bad. So interesting little twist to this tale. I'm not just telling you my whole little medical experience for nothing. So I think it was last night. Yeah, it was last night because I was planning on doing an entirely different episode today until this happened. And I was like, I need to share this news. So last night I'm standing there to do my every night shot, just as usual, and it occurred to me, I'm trying to think, was there a reason it occurred to me? Hmm. I'm not exactly sure. Oh, I, I think this is why. Well, I had tried to prick it into my leg, and I couldn't put it in. It was like absolute agony. And I tried again, absolute agony, couldn't get it in, tried a whole different leg, I think even, and it was still agonizing, and I couldn't get it in. So I did my mind shift game and what I did was I told myself it's not going to hurt. It's not, it's not going to hurt anymore. Period. I didn't just say the words though. I felt it. I meant it. I like sent it up to the heavens as a prayer. I was like, this shot's not going to hurt me anymore. And it was a total expectation. I'm like, this next one will not hurt. Can I just say that next one went in smooth as butter? Whether I just hit the right spot or not, I guess tonight's shot might be the only way I'm going to know that. <laughs> and I'll update you guys and let you know what I find out from that. But I am pretty sure I just conquered something because I woke up this morning and applied the same rule and had that same result happen again. This one was a little, well, actually, it was just as exciting to me, but it was having to do with clothes and less exciting as far as medical sense. But anyway, I because I really want you guys to see how you can apply this to how things are going for your health. Because maybe you do have to go in and get a blood draw regularly and you hate doing it. Or maybe you're putting off a prostate exam because you hate it and you know it's going to be, a, you know, you expect it's going to be, you know, painful and this and that. You've heard all these things, you've whatever you've already made up in your mind that the last one was terrible, this one will be terrible. You're having expectations around getting to those doctor's appointments and getting things done. And you're having expectations about maybe, let's just apply it to your job. Maybe you're having expectations that you're not going to be able to close more than $2,000 and da, 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 da. And then that's what comes to fruition. I mean... Yeah, they say thoughts become things, but I think it comes down to this expectation piece. That's the part I think I had been missing. It's like if that's where your mind has already gone. So even if you're saying the words of like, oh, yeah, it's going to go right this time. Well, but if you're really expecting it to go otherwise, but you're saying the other because you're hoping for it, it's not going to work that way. I think you have to start with the expectation that it's going to be. The expectation that you're going to go into that doctor's office that prostate exam is not even going to bother you. It's just going to be a quick whatever. It's going to take some stress off your plate, get every your wife off your back, whatever. I don't know. But just do the thing. And in doing it and expecting a positive result, it's going to yield that positive result more often than not. What's happening for you right now? You know, when you... Anytime I propose one of these theories or my ideas and into this, I want you to really think like, is it, is what you're currently doing working? You know what I mean? Like if you're, if right now 
you're not getting more sales, if right now you're not going into the doctor's visits, or you're always having pain when you do an injection, is that working out for you? <laughs> so maybe all your negative thinking around that has created that very thing. And maybe <laughs> you're right there on the cusp of breaking that habit by actually expecting something else. And there's like, you need to get in touch with your mind and have some meditation time or whatever to really get in touch with controlling that. Because what a fine line. I mean, you can say all day long that you believe something, oh, I'm gonna win this lottery. And I feel it in my bones and I actually really believe it. I'm telling you right now, there's a level that is telling you all the stories of the times you've lost in the past. It's telling you all the ways in which that's not going to happen because it's only for the select few and there's billions of other people trying and your odds are da 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 and it is combating your very internal thinking patterns. Like even if you're not receptive to it, it's there and it's probably in more abundance than the positive thoughts. So what's that saying anyway about like, it takes a, I don't know, a hundred attaboys to, <laughs> you, I think you know the saying I'm getting at. Like you have to say way more good jobs to delete the one or two like you're not good enough or, you know, so it's similarly, I would apply that theory to this. It's like, if over and over and over you've had bad experiences in your life, or if over and over and over again, you've not won, you've not gotten the deal at work, you've had pain with something you have to do, and you have had that as repetition day in, day out, day in, day out, your mind comes to expect it. Your subconscious comes to expect it. Even if you have made the shift and are like, nope, tomorrow's a new day. It's going to be better. If all of those experiences are imprinted inside your cells, your expectation is still, I'm going to expect this and I'm going to cheer this on, but guess what I'm going to get? I'm going to get this. You still have that inside and that's where we have to figure out how to like break free from that because we don't want it so intertwined that it's like at a cellular level that we are like, you know, counter, like that. there's that voice inside that's just like the Debbie Downer. Sorry to all the Debbies out there. I love the, I know so many positive Debbies. It's hilarious that Debbie, it's because it starts with a D. It's not fair. Dan Downer. We're going to go with Dan today. So I'm sorry to my Dans out there. But uh, no, it's true though, like that little voice in your head being the little voice of ego, voice of negative, voice of whatever, Satan, I don't know what it is, but it's that voice that's always telling you, you're not enough, it's not enough, it's going to be the same, it's never going to change, oh, hum, sounds like Eeyore a bit, huh? Like it's like, oh yeah, here we go again, let's just, it's coming back at me, <laughs> like you can have positivity until, what is that saying? That cows come home? Why did I almost say that? The cows come home? Is that a real thing? Anyway, you can, <laughs> I'm going on all these little uh, old sayings today. I don't know where these are coming from. But um, no matter what, if at your essence, 
the experience of life has shown you different. There's deeper things that you're going to have to work through to let go of all of that old stuff, to cancel it out at like a subconscious level. And your brain seeks evidence always to support like the garbage. (laughs) It's frustrating, but it does. And it keeps trying to tell you, and that's, people will call it the ego, but trying to keep you safe basically is what it is. It's trying to like make sure you keep everything the same. You don't change anything because change is dangerous. It's like the crudes, I think it is, where it's like, no, that's new. New is no good. (laughs) It's hilarious to me because really it's only in changing that we're going to improve, right? How else do you move forward? And when you're not getting the results out of life that you want, you just first have to make that list of realizing what are my expectations? What have I been assuming is just going to play out? Because sometimes you're not even in touch with that, like what you already assume and expect. Because I think for most of us, we do have a certain expectation of like, even like when I go to the grocery store, for instance, every time I go to the grocery store, I expect it's going to be a bit tedious. There's going to be a bit of a crowd and traffic. It's going to be hot. I'm going to have a lot of stuff to lug down to my house. I'm going to miss a big chunk of time. You know, I don't know. All these things that are pretty darn negative. And usually it falls pretty well in line with that. (laughs) And is it because like, oh, wow, I'm right. That's exactly how the experience was. Or did I just create that very experience for myself because I expected it to come? Do you know what I mean? So this is like a little twist, but if you really think about it, chicken or the egg here, you know, is it that you're bringing this into existence because of your expectation? Or is it truly the way it was going to play out and you're just the smartest person in the room and you knew it? (laughs) I mean, I think for a very long time I was so sure of myself that, yeah, those shots just kill. The ones in the thighs hurt. No matter what, there's more nerves there or something. I don't know. I like had all these stories. I think, like I said, my brain had decided that it was going to find examples of this in existence to like back itself up. But here's the amazing little, put this in neon lights, just as easily as your brain can find evidence to back up all the garbage it's telling you. It can, if you push it, find evidence to the contrary. Find evidence that all of this good stuff exists and happens every single day. Like that people succeed at their jobs and make a ton of money. And they don't have to be from some big city. They don't have to be, you know, some Ivy League student. They can make, um, you know, these big deals happen when they're brand new and just starting out or, you know, they can do injections in their thighs and have no pain at all. They can have a prostate exam that does not hurt, does not cause them to like want to retreat and never go to the doctor again. They can actually have an experience at the grocery store that is pleasant You bump into people you know and you're happy to connect and pick up some food that you've been wanting the last few days, get home quickly, have it be like, you know, in the air condition with the the window rolled down and the cool breeze blowing in your face, like whatever. Change the narrative, right? If you're 
I don't even know like that you consciously do is what I'm saying here though. So be aware and go in deep and be like, what do I expect's about to happen next? So then right then and there, before you even go into it, you've now been able to like put your finger on what you're expecting and then say, no, (laughs) not today. And if you need to look for examples before you go of people who have actually like gone and had an experience at the grocery store that wasn't terrible. I'm just going to apologize right now because my kids are on summer vacation and some days are just like this. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that experience, but boy, yeah, there's giggles in the background, which I shouldn't be upset about. I should be just completely embracing. So I'm trying to limit my um, (laughs) cracking down on them for, you know, talking and whatever. They're not even being that loud. This microphone picks up every little thing. As you know, you've heard Stitch's little toenails on the on the hardwood before as I'm giving these, unless this is the first time you're listening to me, but, and if you are, Stitch is my French bulldog. (laughs) Um, So anyway, yeah, there will be some little noises, snorts, and kids giggling, and I don't even think I want to apologize for that. Just gonna forewarn. (laughs) If that bothers you, this might not be the episode for you, or or the, uh, or the podcast station for you. (laughs) All right, so, um, I'm going to take a quick break, and when I get back, I've got all kinds of exciting stuff, so don't go anywhere. All right, guys, so I have to tell you more about this Facebook group that I started because it's so exciting. It is for grieving soulmates, but I just want to give a little heads up to those of you who are feeling bummed out because you wanted to join in on it, but you weren't sure if it was appropriate for you. I have had, I've made the exception for quite a few, and, um... I just want you to feel free to reach out if you want to be a part of it. Um, Basically, my whole goal was to just have it be for grieving soulmates, but as people were reaching out to me, I realized who I'm really speaking to are people who've just experienced soul-crushing losses. So be it losing your parent, be it losing a child, I've even had people in there for divorce. And I mean, there's probably people in there that lost a pet that they considered, you know, their soulmate. (laughs) It's really just attracted all types, which um, I'm not sorry about. I honestly think there's something for everybody inside this group. And, you know, what works for one type of loss, there's, it's not going to work, you know, like some of the topics I'll talk on, like intimacy might not be something that would relate for somebody who has lost their mother, but, um, there will be stuff you can grab from it and things you can gain out of this group and it's not just about intimacy so um yeah there's all kinds of great stuff in there I think there's something for most anybody who's feeling like their soul is just crushed from a loss in their life so reach out and I'll put the link in the description today in case you're looking for something just like that and I can send you out an invitation all right thanks guys back to the show so over the past few episodes. I mean, I've done like 14 now, I think it is. Well, including my first intro, but, um, yeah. So over the past episodes, cumulatively here now, I've gotten a lot of different topics that I think we should try to piece together because when I was thinking about expectations, all of these theories kind of tie in, right? So there's the thoughts become things, right? when whatever you think actually comes into fruition. (laughs) And then we talked about our perspective and um, how we're looking at something 
influence, like basically two different people could see something and get something totally different out of it. I just had a funny thing happen with that actually recently where I thought I would have bet money there was a shadow moving around in my house, but talk about perspective. Um, there was this, it was reflecting off the window off of another one into like where I was looking, it looked like the person was moving in a whole different direction than I was. So it couldn't have possibly been my shadow. It was anyway, side note, but, um, so we talked about perspective and how we're seeing things. And then I started thinking, man, and even that ties into expectation, right? Because you expect and one thing and somebody else who perceives something differently has built their expectation around that perception. Um, and then, you know, so again, perception versus perspective, I'm kind of mixing the two a little here, but, um, I just find it really interesting that it all comes down to this subconscious mind, which man, I never gave much credit to before. But as I'm talking on over and over, I'm like, man, when we talk mindset, we're really talking about our subconscious. A lot of the times it's like all these childhood things that have been imprinted in us and all of this stuff that we don't even realize is in there. That's making all the decisions for us. Ah, that's frustrating. Imagine if you could have everything you wanted tomorrow and now realize that you are the only thing standing in the way because of your expectations and experiences and all this other stuff. That's wild. I just, I keep seeing it happen over and over again where when I finally put that all down and aside and really just leave it to, you know, what will be will be and, you know, that true surrender. I talked about that in another episode too. When all of those things take place and you can really just align that's the finding that alignment and like letting go of all these expectations and negative thoughts and um beliefs around things and like just recheck where you're at like you gotta really know yourself big time you gotta know where you stand on things at any given moment because i don't think i realized back to the shot again i don't think i realized that I had come to the point of a full belief system around how painful this shot would be, all based on one past experience that caused me extreme pain at a time when my body was very weak. I think, I truly think that that left an imprint and I made a conscious decision to change my subconscious mind, or at least I'm trying to, And, um, but really in that moment when I gave it up and I did the surrender piece of just like, I said, like, I expect this to not hurt, like, and just kind of like raised it up. Like, all right, here you go. I'm doing this one, the fourth time about this time. I mean, I just had three experiences that just said to me, this is what you should expect for experience number four, right? If the three times in a row, this just happened, it was training my brain to think, Next go, gonna have it again. But yet, I decided to step in. So you can step in in your life and like stop it in its tracks. And then I said, different, like this will be different. This time will be different. And it was like at that point, so many things had to happen. I had to look for evidence of like, and I did in my mind, I went through the list. I was like, I know people. I know people that have had a shot like this and that 
they don't go through the roof. They don't freak out. It doesn't like traumatize them. It doesn't, you know what I mean? Like I'm just, I was thinking of my mother-in-law, I think in that moment, cause she gets shots regularly. And I don't think I've ever heard her complain one time about the shot in her leg bothering her and her needle's a lot bigger than mine. And I like to believe I have a really high pain threshold. I mean, I don't even think I winced when I got a tattoo recently. I had my um, late husband's name and um, a little message anyway. And it was in a very, what I was told was a very tender spot. And it didn't hurt at all. But it, I was willing to accept the pain because to me it was like symbolically that was going to mean so much to me and I was just expecting it to be like whatever. <laughs> I just let it go and it was like surrender with it. So when I was doing my injection I went into the same like mindset of like nope there are millions of people out there have this same medication same location on their body, same pain threshold, maybe even less than you can tolerate, and they don't have pain with this, this won't hurt. Like, I had to really, like, I looked for the evidence real fast in my mind. I'm like, I know it's there. Tell yourself it and, like, believe it, and then, like, start looking for evidence. Like, I started just quick. Like, this all happened in a matter of, like, 30 seconds that I just buzzed right through, like in my mind, looking for it. Have you seen it? Have you ever seen somebody get one? I've seen babies get shots in their legs. My own children, when they got their vaccinations when they were little, again, a needle far bigger than what I put inside me. And those kids didn't even cry. I was shocked. But it's, what do you expect? And I think some kids do cry, and I think some kids do expect it to hurt when they see that coming at them. Maybe because they've had sharp things prick them before that hurts that weren't that big and so they had fear oh fear I hate that word it is my nemesis it's what gets in my way for every single thing I think I kind of challenge you guys to find your thing like what is your thing that holds you back because I've realized in doing all of this mindset work on myself over the past few years my fear is the one thing that every time I think I've overcome it, I, it rears its ugly head again and I realize it's still in there on some level. I haven't yet gotten to the very original problem. Like I think you have to dig back when you get rid of this stuff. I think the best way is to find like the first incidents of when these things happened in your life to really start to erase that go-to. Because if your body just knows that experience so well and it's normal as I was saying earlier in the episode when your body sees something as like the norm that's safety and that's something it clings to and you don't want fear or some other low vibrational bad mojo like no 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 you want high energy like good vibrational things to be your go-to what you're, and, and I think, and I've not experienced this yet because I'm not there, but I'm hoping to be, but I do think that when it's your go-to and your um, expectation that it's going to be, you know, a great outcome, like if, if that's your norm, I guess is what I'm getting at, like if you can be that way, that optimistic all the time, um, expecting the good and leaving like not a fear base not a 
um, stress basis, not um, anger, not all of these lower vibrational energy things. But if you're at the better end of the spectrum where you're always finding gratitude, always joyful, always, you know, anything in those upper levels is more of your go-to. I think <laughs> my theory here, I'm open that your body will start to see that as what's safe. You know, maybe the ego can like just woo, <laughs> calm down a bit in the corner, right? Because those higher energy things are what it's used to and feels safe. Because it's funny because your body actually has better physiological responses to happiness than stress and fear and all these other things. So you would think my body's smart enough then to cling to those energetics, not cling to these negative ones, but not if it, what you're showing it more often are the negative ones because then it's thinking, this is what I'm used to. It's about what it's used to. It's not recognizing, I don't think like, oh wow, this is a negative thing, it's causing, um, you know, the adrenaline to run and the stress hormones and it's not recognizing that connection it's just recognizing like what's new and different i'm going back to that again like or what is common and familiar it's saying common and familiar is safe because it doesn't yet know because it hasn't had the experience of the flood of good emotions to make the decision that that's better does that make sense? It's like, yes, <laughs> once it sees it and can recognize, ooh, these experiences are leading to like a better blood pressure, a better heart rate, all these things, it might start to recognize, I like this better, this is better for her. But if all you're ever showing it is this common theme of these, this bad emotional state, it's just recognizing that as what's normal and common. It doesn't yet know that when it goes into these other states, it's going to be better. It hasn't had the taste of it yet enough to know and realize and, and crave and look for that. It instead is clinging to what it knows. So, yeah, it's like a mind game, huh? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> no pun intended. No, but it really it's, it's make, makes your mind just get boggled when you think about it that we could really just be the one little nugget in the way of everything we've ever wanted. That's crazy. Health, right? Success for our kids, for our own selves, for our spouses, whatever. You know, just getting the stuff you want out of life is right at your fingertips and your own subconscious mind keeps standing as some gatekeeper thinking it knows better. That could be pretty infuriating. But I'm empowering you here with this because I think you're in control. You're the puppet master in this game, right? You get to decide. You know, you're the one controlling your emotional state, your beliefs and thoughts and feelings. That's on you. So that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. I'm not saying this like to shame you, like you've created all these problems in your own life. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying you are one powerful, you know, what awesome person that can just change it all like a wizard <laughs> wave your wand and decide like let's create this new future for yourself that you want 
and have health outcomes that everybody desires, you know? Ah, my mind just kind of went down a little memory lane there just thinking about the health stuff, but oh, if only, if only, like a decade ago, my husband and I had implemented all of this into our lifestyle, there's always that voice in my head that goes, only if, you know, if you had known this, maybe it would have turned out differently for him. And I can only believe God put me on this path to help all of you avoid that. And losing my husband had to happen for me to really be able to see and pivot my own life and transform all of yours. So I really hope you take this advice, like that you just got to start shifting and, and just, you know, look for the good, expect the amazing. Why not? Right? You're only given one life. And I'm, I mean, I'm here to say like, it's meant to be amazing right? Don't be the thing standing in your own way. And when it comes to your health, do not delay, do not delay. I mean, it's really easy. A lot of people tell me that they just are waiting on these appointments because, you know, they already know, they don't really, they don't really feel like getting in. They already know what the doctor's going to say. It's the same every time. You know, I know people who have been through all kinds of different things and they they talk about expectations to me about how, you know, I, yeah, I, I'm assuming it's just like the other one that I had. And it's, there's so much to the body. And let's say you had like a lump or something, right? Let's say you had like a, a cyst removed in your left foot. I'm just going to take some random. And then let's say all of a sudden now your right foot gets a bump. And then let's say that they, um, that's a bad example because I'm going somewhere with this and I want you to follow me. What if you had like a, a tumor taken out and then you get a bump somewhere else in your body? Um, I think that it's important to realize that maybe before you were told, well, it wasn't, it was just a stage one, you know, a simple, um, removal, blah, 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 everything was fine. And, and then you get a new bump and you're thinking, well, it's probably just a cyst or it might be whatever. The problem with that is what if it's not? And if it is another tumor, now I'm not an oncologist, I'm not your doctor, but I'm going to tell you like, what if that could be a sign that it actually is malignant and had spread you know, I'm just, I'm putting something out there to give you a little thought around it. So really where I'm going with this whole thing is just that oftentimes we do end up playing doctor a lot without realizing it and just making conclusions based on past experiences. And what is that? It's an expectation, right? It's the expectation that because I was told this, then this is probably this. There's like all of these little things we play out in our mind, or we know what they're probably going to say, or we think we do because we have an expectation and we don't want to have to go down that path. Well, here's the unfortunate truth about it is that when that happens and, and we've been in this game before when my husband went through all his cancer stuff, like if you think and you know what the, you know, we had a lot of expectations. I mean, 
man, the decisions around like when he had to get a shunt put in his head and all these things, if we hadn't delayed, his vision would have been saved. I mean, ugh. Anyway, I, I think that's why this topic really just gets to me that if you delay doctor's appointments, what can in the end happen is worse than if you just got seen today. Like, because it could get worse. So here's an example. Let's say there's somebody who hates antibiotics and they're pretty sure that if they go to the doctor, they're just going to throw some antibiotic at them and I don't want to have to take that stuff and da 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 You made up a whole story in your mind. It's an expectation. And so you don't go see the doctor. And then what if it was like, let's say cellulitis or something. I don't know. Let's say something worse though and it spreads because of that. And then when you finally have no choice but to go to the doctor, because all of a sudden you're like dying from the problem, and you finally get there, they're going to have to put you on a far heavier dose, far stronger drugs, all these things, just to fix what you basically almost created on your own. Not literally, but in the sense that like if it had been addressed earlier, you know, it could have been better. And you could have talked to them about your worries around antibiotics. And other times, sometimes there's solutions to that. You know, instead of like a broad spectrum one, maybe they can like hone in and give you something more specific. I don't know. I don't know. And this is not medical talk here. I'm just saying like, you need to reason out um, what it is that's holding you. Like, what are you expecting about going in to see that doctor that has you so up in arms about it or so nonchalant? And I'm not, it's not like an urgent thing because I think it's important. I really think it's important. And some people that are more naturalists find natural paths that can work with them that do great work. But also there is a time, I mean, I just think wholeheartedly that there's a time for Eastern and Western medicine. There is a time to, you know, know yourself. I mean, I know some people that run to the doctor for every little like, oh my gosh, my temperature's 99 today and they're in the doctor and they're freaking out that's not good either. I mean, that's because there's an expectation of something way more severe and it's like a hyper reaction too. I mean, there's got to be a balance, but just look at your own value system and how you decide what you're going to do about certain things and then try to figure out, you know, what is going on here? Is this, you know, based in any real truth or a truth that I've created on an expectation? You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of the times, I would actually bet four out of five times, we have created a story around something that's not the real truth. So it's investigation time, guys. <laughs> I don't know if you're anything like me, detective work's fun. So it's time to start digging into your own subconscious a little bit. Start thinking, what is it that I have created for stories in my life that are holding me back? Because I'm ready to like break free of the handcuffs, be done, and just go out and live an awesome life. Guys, this was a fun episode, so hopefully you got a little something out of it, and I hope that you could do some investigative work on your own life, and I don't know, see what's buried in there, and see what's creating expectations in your own life, and just start playing around a little with it, and see what happens when you start expecting good outcomes. Ooh, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> Alright guys, till next time, thanks so much for joining.